Thank you for listening to this episode of The Objective, a Battlefield podcast. Support the show by visiting my Twitch page, twitch.tv slash dubfire33, and smash the follow button. We broadcast the recording of the podcast every Saturday night at 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Follow me on Twitter, at dubfire33, for updates on the show and schedule changes. One more way to support the podcast is through our Patreon, patreon.com slash playtheobjective. Access to bonus episodes, Friday night patron-only hangouts, and our Discord. Check the show notes for a link to our Discord. And a chance to join us on the podcast for roundtable discussion episodes. Thank you for listening. Enjoy the podcast. But don't ever take sides with anyone against the family again. What's up, everybody? We're back. Episode number 84 of The Objective uh, Battlefield Podcast. How the hell is everyone doing out there? I sincerely hope this podcast finds you well. Live from southwestern Ohio, the one and only Motor City, and the West Coast tonight. Uh, But we'll get into that. Uh, Yeah, so how's everyone doing out there? I am, of course, your host, Dubfire33. Joining me, as always... Your co-host, Evan OSB. How you doing tonight, dude? Good. Good. Good, man. All right. Are you excited for tonight, dude? Yeah, it's going to be a fun little app. Yeah, it should be a lot of fun. So this is a uh, very special episode number 84, in fact, of the Objective Battlefield podcast. Uh, as some of you probably know, uh, if you've been listening, we talked about it last podcast. This week, we are being joined by a very special guest. Uh, he is a self-proclaimed battlefield 1942 og he is a lead battlefield player for dz originals uh and we're gonna just we're gonna just jump right into this thing no announcements no nothing this week because uh definitely got a lot of questions for uh our special guest tonight dz kinetic everyone what's up how's it going everybody Good to be here thanks for having me on yeah of course man it's great to have you on dude uh yeah so one of the reasons I was interested in having you on was because of what I believe it's in your, it's either in your, I think I, I want to see it's in your uh, Twitter profile or I, I think so. You're a self, a self-described 1942 OG. So that right there off the bat, that was like, okay, cool. I, yeah, honestly, I really wanted to talk to someone. <laughs> I haven't, I'm, I don't know how old you are, uh, but I played, I definitely played 1942 when I was in my twenties. Would that describe when you were playing 1942? Um, well, I don't know how old you are. I'm only 30 years old, actually. So okay. I started pretty young. Yeah. I, okay, so I started you were pretty young. Yeah. Yeah. I just was, uh, younger than some people at the time. Um, but I, I started when those games came out. I was over at a friend's house one day and uh, I'd go over there a lot. He had all the systems, you know, his parents were rich. 
and all that kind of right. stuff. <laughs> and uh, so we'd play Call of Duty, whatever, you know, and uh, he gave me Battlefield because he wanted to play Call of Duty more than Battlefield. So he just said, here, have it. And he, uh, he actually gave me the deluxe edition. So I had Road to Rome also. Oh, nice. And it ran on my laptop that I just had as a, you know, as a student, as a kid that my parents got for me. So that was awesome. I didn't have a lot of games as a kid. Um, my parents didn't actually like shooters. So that was like one of the few games that I got to play that and Doom. And I would just play those for hours on end. Nice, nice. Okay, cool. Doom, of course. Uh, okay, cool, man. So yeah, so and another one of the reasons I definitely wanted to have you on. So you're part of uh, your team member of DZ Originals, right? Yes, sir. Okay, so first question to get things kind of kicked off here. Explain to me, and this is actually very much for myself as well, uh, because I've talked about this on the pod before. I was I was never like a big YouTube guy, so to speak, right? Like I was never, right. I never, I watched YouTube, of course. I mean, but like generally I was looking up, you know, I was listening to music or looking up, uh, you know, videos on how to install dishwashers or something it's informational stuff right exactly (laughs) but my my best friend who's also a very avid gamer he would tell me all the time about how he watched people play video games on youtube and i always thought why are you watching people you play video games why are you watching other people play video games right uh so but i assume that's kind of what something like dz originals was was born out of the whole idea of posting people playing video games so like for myself and the the listening audience like explain to us like for someone who like i said who's not a game like like you're explaining to someone who doesn't know anything about games or whatever like what is dz originals and like sort of what is the whole purpose of of being part of it right so uh basically uh dz started actually many many years ago uh trick shotting on call of duty and that was just what they did forever but then there was kind of a split within the group and uh and then years later they started branching out into other games which is where me and all my players on dz come in and uh basically for people that aren't familiar with like media gaming organizations like everybody knows phase clan and all that kind of stuff these days um and back in the day you know when everybody was like struggling to get a capture card for their 360 and, and stuff like that um those organizations were just groups of friends making videos for the games that they loved and uh the primary thing that we do is make montages so you know everybody knows you know you get the the awesome clips and you put music over it and somebody edits it and makes it look all nice you know um but of course we also have primarily a lot of streamers in the group because everybody streams these days right and you know, some people think that it's just a stream team. I've had people actually get upset at me <laughs> because I won't let them on the team. And it's like, well, you stream all day, sure, but you're not doing what we do. Like, you you need to understand this is not just I play the game a lot and I hang out with these people. Like, our goal is to produce entertainment and content for people that they can have fun watching after the game like bad company 2 when i started watching 
uh, you know, a lot of Battlefield videos. Because like you said, you know, everybody was watching YouTube since the dawn of time. But right. it's not like we were all watching the same stuff we are now. And I just remember looking up one day and finding players like Sergeant Enigma and Mass Death and Threddy. And them posting these movie-like productions. And yeah, I could go play the game myself. But I'm going to spend four hours playing the game, having fun with my friends doing one thing. Then all the stuff that I dreamt of doing, I can then go watch these guys do it in a five to ten minute video with, you know, editing that makes it flow like a movie. Oh, yeah. And, yeah. you know, so that's that's what we enjoy doing. That's the primary focus of what the team does. We're just trying to make good, solid entertainment for the Battlefield community. Okay, cool. Uh, and it's and you said you, it started out with people doing trick shot stuff in COD. You said right, mm -hmm. and it kind of branched yeah. out. Um, so yeah, that was like nearly a, a decade ago when they started. I'd never uh, heard of them. You know, they were exclusively Call of Duty, and then last year a friend of mine joined them because they were. Um, Starting to make like Battlefield, Apex content, that sort of stuff. You know, Call right. of Duty trick shotting. For anyone who knows about that, that has died off over the years. There's still a dedicated community to it, you know, but it's not like it's going anywhere. So they wanted to branch <laughs> out. I joined the team and uh -huh. um, they had me start leading the team and, and growing the roster from there. Okay. And growing the, ro uh, growing the roster for Battlefield or for Call yeah. of Duty? Okay, yeah. Yeah, I'm just in charge of the Battlefield team. I don't have anything to do with the Call of Duty side, but, um, you know, I do, I'm in charge of, like, recruiting, making sure that our okay. clips are up to standard and that sort of thing, making sure people are organized. Right, right. Uh, okay, so, oh, so you are, are uh, is Decisive also a leader along with you, or yep. is he, okay, yeah. so you're both, He's okay. my co-lead. Yep. Gotcha. So he's the co-leader. Okay, cool. Yeah, because I was checking yeah. out the website and I noticed uh, your your name and then his name. So I, yeah. So I apologize. Yeah, so I guess I kind of got your title a little wrong. No, it's it's all good. It's I like having uh, a second lead because you know it, it's not like somebody has to be there. You know, like bossing people around. Sometimes, if you have two people bossing people around, they can boss them into separate directions, right? <laughs> um, yeah, yeah. You know, and then you're not like united in a common goal. But like, let's say I'm going to bring somebody on the team, and I don't know that they did something really fucked up. Like maybe they were cheating last game. Like maybe they cheated their ass off in BF5, uh -huh. and then like everybody forgave them. But I don't know about that, so I'm. I, I just think, oh yeah, they're just. They've always been a great player, and I don't know how bad the reputation is going to look for the team if I make if I bring them on the team. The second guy will know this, you know, and yeah. they'll be able to put their foot down. Maybe not something that extreme, but you, you get what I'm saying. Like right. there's checks and balances. Somebody gets caught up too much and just is just going with the flow. They make bad decisions, so it's good, you know. And obviously, there's the team owner. You know, he checks everything out first um it's not like i'm just you know making executive decisions all over the place but right, you know what i mean yeah, it's, gotcha. it's good to have checks and balances like even the president has a vice president and they're here telling them yeah. they're a fucking idiot if they do something stupid exactly so, well, no yeah, right, you know yeah. What I mean? yeah no of course no it makes perfect sense what you're saying exactly yeah i mean have him be that co-lead and he, that's that sort of check on like yeah maybe right 
yeah, just maybe you, like, you worked on some video that you thought was amazing and then he'll like critique it or something and then you see something, he sees something you didn't or something right, stuff like that. So yeah, yeah. that makes sense. Yeah. Uh, so when it, t- when it comes to getting people like sort of on the team, so like as you were saying, you're not necessarily looking for people who just who just stream all day. Are you looking for people who are, I mean, obviously I don't think, it doesn't sound like like KD necessarily comes into play, but just someone who is, yeah. who, someone who has a, a a particular play style or likes to try to like just make really uh, King Zook for instance is a DZ yes. guy, right? Right. Who's yes. yeah. So yeah. So that's the kind of thing you're looking for, right? Yeah. So right. it's you know it's not like any one particular thing, and it you know like I mentioned. Uh, some people get confused about what we're going for with the team and right. they want to join. They get upset that they can't join, but it's like, it's not just, uh, you know, your stats are this good or it's not just you use these particular weapons where you have, you know, we, we got Zook. He primarily takes care of Zooks. Like he is the best at what he does. And that's the thing. Everybody brings something to the table. Um, I've always been more, of a i'm kind of a weird mix between like a positional player and somebody who will just rush all out um but then like we have people that are just purely positional players and like they may focus more on having the most insane aim you've ever seen rather than picking up ridiculous feeds you know then we got the people Uh who may not even achieve a 2kd but they'll get like 15 skulls on screen at once they kill 15 people in 15 seconds doesn't matter if they went 10 or uh you know 15 and 30 right those 15 right. kills they got was like the most We're, insane clip you'll ever a crazy see. clip okay yeah i gotcha yeah. everybody okay. brings something to the table you know it's not just defined by any strict rules you know it's just uh one way to put it is decisive said once Every single person on this team needs to be able to outshoot 99% of this player base. If you can't do that, you can't be on the team. But there's no like particular play style or anything like that. We just want good players that can make entertaining content. Okay, cool. Yeah, okay. I'm starting to get a good idea of what all this kind of stuff is about then. Um, yeah. What are some and they of gotta, the... They got to they gotta vibe with the team also. I gotta, of course. That's like yeah. the most important thing, you oh, know, because sure. this is... Chemistry, this is not right? a business. Yeah, this is right, not a business. Yeah. These are not my employees. These are my friends. Before okay, so before we continue, I I want to I want to make a confession, and I want to and I want to make and then I want to make an apology <laughs> because <laughs> all good. Uh, because so the confession is uh, myself and a couple other members of the community were playing. Uh, this was a couple of months ago, and decisive was in our server. And I want yeah. to apologize because we accusated the shit out of him one night. So I am I am here to apologize officially to DZ and Decisive, okay? Because we had okay, it's all good. One of the but what? Okay, but here's one of the things, right? <laughs> this is the thing that got me. I mean, we first of all, first off, we noticed noticed his score, and we're like, holy fuck, this guy's going yeah. fucking. He's got a demon, right? But then yeah. he killed me. 
and then he shot my body. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. But yeah. The, the crazy thing was, was he like snapped to my body, right? And I walked because I walked because as soon as he killed me, you like you know you get the kill cam and he's lit up red, and then he fucking just snapped to my body, and I thought to myself, okay, come on, he's got to be hacking. Why would he? Why would he have yeah. snapped onto my body, right? But then like as soon yeah. as I said it, I was like, well, no, but I mean because because when you're in the downed state, you're not a target. So like if he had some kind of hack, it wouldn't right. have locked on to me. So I knew as soon as I said it, it I wasn't true. So so yeah. apologies, decisive <laughs> for the accusations that night. I I mean we never we didn't like get on Twitter and accusate or anything yeah. like that. So but oh, we we get accusated <laughs> by a lot of people, everybody on the team. We have fun with it. You know, it's yeah. It it, it it's like uh you know a football team playing at the away team stadium and like they're winning and the crowd behind the bench is heckling them <laughs> and they're up on the bench flipping them off talking shit you know it's like we're beating you fair right. and square suck it up and deal with it you know right yeah um, about the snapping thing though like if anyone does notice that like and and they want to keep an eye on like what to look for in the future like when people are doing that a lot of times it's really just the net code People will turn and there's no transition because of the net code. And especially with poor tick rate, it's not right. updating their their player animation fast enough. So like when somebody's actually aimbotting and snapping, it's like a consistent thing where they are just in a different dimension from everybody else. The rules don't apply to them. But like, you know, when when people do those weird snaps and stuff, you'll see right. them slowly turn and then like flick around weird and like not even shoot and get a kill or anything like it. it's just the game's net code is such a mess it can't oh. even keep up with its own animations <laughs> no i know it still can't no fucking the the jet the jet flying still looks jank as fuck the right. the loading screens with the the hens and the condors coming in still looks jank as shit i know it's so bad well, well i had, we'll, a, I had a real quick i had a clip once where i killed my friend who was also streaming and I sat there and shot their body spinning around in a circle. And I went and looked at their stream. And the whole time I was facing the same direction with my gun just wiggling slightly up and down. It wasn't what? reading any of the spinning. Oh, wow, all. man. Jeez. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, we'll save. We'll, we'll save that. We've, we've, we're going to get sure. into 2042 for <laughs> sure. So uh, a little bit more about uh, about you. Like, um, So like, when did you... Well, I think when did you join the team, and, and like when did you kind of start getting into uh, uploading videos onto YouTube? Yeah, so uh, originally uh, I joined the team. I think it was last December. Um, but before that, the first time that I got into making content was actually back in Bad Company too, and I did that for uh, for several years. But then I had a lot of stuff happen in my personal life where I just could not. Uh, I could not maintain what I needed in order to keep making content. I didn't actually have internet for several years. So then I came back uh, in, in like May 2021, and I hadn't even touched a mouse for five years or anything. I had to pick it all up from scratch. I looked like an idiot that didn't know what they were doing, you know? So that was yeah. kind of rough. But I, I'd say altogether, I don't know, I probably spent like, six plus years like actively making content on either end of that gap wow cool all right cool yeah because i i checked out your youtube channel and i noticed you've got videos from a, like i think it's i think one of them said eight years ago right uh 
So that's cool. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, so I don't I don't want to get too into it, but I noticed one of some of the stuff that you have said on the timeline on on, on Twitter is about how you you being back and you sort of being back in the fold. So that's really that's cool that you're back doing this stuff because your content's yeah. really get some pretty good content, and I can't wait. To, I, I mean, appreciate it. Yeah, I mean, and I, and I definitely want to see some more, uh, and I'm going to definitely try to check out more uh, more DZ clips for sure. Um, yeah, uh, so I noticed a video in your list of YouTube videos about project project cars three. Uh, you've got a tag Hoyer emblem yep. on your, got the, you've got the got Red, the Bull, Red jacket Bull jacket on, you've got yep. the cars in the background. So uh, sounds like you might be a racing fan. Oh yeah. Yeah. Nice. I'm a, I'm a big time Red Bull fan for formula one, Max Verstappen fan. Um, All right. But, but just in general, I really love motorsport. I got into it a lot during the pandemic because coincidentally right at the same time I had a lot of free time was also when a lot of these series were starting to get more serious about their online presence because like of course being an American and I didn't even have cable at any point in my life and not even no. having like good internet you know you can't stream races right online, yeah. like, with a special yeah. package or whatever but like right at that time uh, Formula One started uploading race highlights all the time to YouTube and everything. So um, the past several years, I've been able to get more into it. I've always loved it, but it's just more recently, it's become more accessible for people in America and people who don't have cable. So yeah, it's, it's, it's a, it's yeah. a fun hobby. The cars I started collecting a couple years ago too. A lot of M2s, nice. hot wheels, that sort of thing. Nice. Cool. Cool. Are those, uh, what are in those boxes? Are those like Formula One cars or like sports cars and stuff? So M2 uh, basically just makes a lot of American stuff. And okay. then they have a lot of like Volkswagen bugs and buses. Um, it's not all Americans, but like they do a lot of the classic stuff. Nice. Um, and then I actually have a, a Lego Formula E Jaguar uh, up there. Nice. And I got some other stuff, but... Uh, you know, like a lot of the Hot Wheels, I got Hot Wheels for all types of different stuff. I have a lot of the uh, the team transports where they have the semi truck and the trailer and the yeah, race car yeah. that goes in the back and awesome. everything. I keep everything sealed up too. So yeah, it's nice. It's, it's fun to display some of that stuff. Nice. Well, you're amongst friends. Uh, OSB OSB actually races himself in like SCCA uh, events and nice. stuff like that. Nice. Uh, I've been a race fan. I've been a Formula One and sports car racing fan like for thirty plus years now. Yeah, so so that's pretty cool. And we've and that's been one of the awesome things. I I suppose well because when OSB and I I started the podcast myself and then he he joined me like twenty or so episodes in, and it was great because it turned out he was a huge racing fan. We both love Gran Turismo. So I I suppose over the course of talking about it, yeah, we've a lot of the people in the community. Uh, are all happen to be race fans, you know, I probably because we talked about it and that's probably one of the things that I guess attracted them to yeah. us. Yeah. So it's pretty cool. And also the, the sim racing and even just the, the casuals, you know, like drive club GT yeah. Forza, you know, not even the hardcore Sims, but like that has gotten a lot more people into it and, you know, Netflix and of yeah. course, Liberty media buying formula one, even though it's not, necessarily a good thing like it's been great for the media side of things um you know this there's just a lot more avenues for people to get into it like even lego 
having these huge series that they do with motorsport and various yeah. cars. Um, you know, w- when I grew up, I had actually one of the things that I have up there, it's slightly hidden behind the banner. Um, I can't remember the exact model of Ferrari, but it's one of the really old like Lego technique builds. Um, or uh, maybe not technique. I think it's just regular Lego, but like yeah. when oh, they yeah. first started making serious model cars and it wasn't just like play sets. I have one of those up there. So I love those too. And there's just a lot more ways for people to get into it these days. Oh yeah. No, it's, it's way more accessible. Like I was relying on like, you know, Fox sports world and like speed when speed channel existed and shit like that, man. Yeah. To to try to watch races. I actually, what's that? Go ahead. I was just going to say like growing up, the only memories that I really have of seeing any open wheel racing, basically anything besides NASCAR was like, there would be a random, uh, like IndyCar race. I think before it was even called IndyCar, you know? Right. And all I knew is like, those are the pointy cars that go super fast and they're never (laughs) on TV enough. It's always fucking NASCAR. (laughs) That's right. I've technically, I've been into it my entire life. But like I yeah. said, it's just never been around. If you don't have cable or, you know, yeah. nobody's going to wake their kid up in America at five o'clock in the morning to watch qualifying for Formula One. <laughs> nobody's yep. that insane. Yeah, well, no, if you're if you're a good parent, you will. Are you kidding me? If, if you're a good parent, <laughs> yeah. They'll make up excuses to get them out of school on Friday as well that's, to watch practice one and that's two. That's right, man. Yep. <laughs> but it's Mexico this week. So we're like, yes, yep, yep, that's right. Uh, yeah, we do an F1. We try, we try to, I, when I remember to, we try to do an F1 recap, uh, every episode actually. And, uh, yeah, oh, yeah. We, yeah, Mexico is coming up this week, right? Yeah. So, yep, yep, hoping, hoping for Sergio Perez win. That would be pretty sweet. That see would be a awesome. guy, see a guy win in his home country. Uh, right. Evan, where did it? You said Mexico City, right? Yes. Is this a is this a is this on that dedicated Mexico circuit or is this a new like street circuit or something? No, it's a dedicated circuit. It's I the... don't remember the name of it off the top of my head though. Okay. Does it is it the one but... is it the one with that big sweeping uh like turn? I can I I can't I there was a Mex I can remember the Mexican Grand Prix track that I remember from a fucking uh Sega game <laughs> from like a million years ago. So uh, no, Another. not really. The the tr- sorry. Uh, the track's called Autodromo. Yep, that's Mazo. Yeah, that's the one. Yeah, that's yeah. the dedicated. It's Carlos got like a, pace or some shit. Yeah, yeah. It's yeah. got like a it's got like a really big sweeping uh, turn, right? That's like it's just like a really it's like a really long turn at one end of the track or something, right? Or maybe it's a different one. It's mm. it looks like it's been kind of yeah, it's probably yeah, it's probably been mod. Yeah, I, I know. I don't know why you, I'm trying to. You might be talking about yeah. Brazil, actually. I don't know the one that comes up over the hill. Oh uh, no, 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 no. Yeah, no, I know. I I know that one for. I know Brazil very well. They've that. Gotcha, that's gotcha. one of the tracks that, that has not changed. Actually, Hockenheim is Hockenheim has changed. Spas. I'm. I know. I miss. Same. I miss the old Hockenheim too. I don't mind the new one. I think it's pretty okay. But the old one was fucking cool. I miss the bus yeah. stop chicane. At Spa, I'm kind of bummed that they don't have the. Yeah, I don't know if you remember the bus stop bus stop chicane at Spa or not. I remember it from old footage. Uh, okay, right, yeah. Uh, it's it's kind of weird. Like when I didn't really know how it worked, and I went back and looked at old footage to refresh my memory, and I was just like, 
where are they turning? Wait, now they're turning right. Where are they going? <laughs> I'm like trying to, yeah, right, you know, yeah. like when you see those old tracks, like on a set of Corsa where it's through the farm country and it's like, this is really familiar, but I don't know. Right. Like, is this, this has to be the same road. It's going the same direction, but I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Right. For sure. Okay. All right. We're going to, all right, we got to, all right, we got to move on because otherwise we will just keep fucking talking about cars. <laughs> For sure. <laughs> so, uh, For sure. so back on track to talk about some night, some battlefield stuff. Um, so, so, okay. So you play, so you played, you played 1942 on a laptop. Yeah. Did you ever, laptop. did you ever get a chance to play it like on a real PC build or did you only ever play it on a laptop? Yeah, no, I've, I've played it, um, on a real PC build since okay. um, I still have still have the discs. And then a long, long time ago, they actually gave it out for free on origin and had like uh, new servers for it and everything. It was like a big deal. I can't, it's probably an anniversary. Yeah. Uh, I feel like, like I feel like I remember that. Yeah. Yeah. So there's like the original version and then there was the origin version. Okay. But, uh, but like even playing it on a laptop, you know, the, the resolutions for games back then were different, so it didn't look awkward on the screen. You can just hook up a mouse to it. You know, it wasn't too big of a deal. Okay, it yeah. Just a, it was a tinier screen than everybody else, well, but it ran the same. It, the games, you know, from what, what 2002? I mean, oh, yeah. It doesn't I, take much to run. <laughs> no, actually, man, I'm, a, I'm probably a little jealous. If I mean, because playing on a lap, the LCD screen actually probably looked a little bit better than our CRT monitors <laughs> back then. Cause you know, CRTs Maybe, were yeah. crap really. Yeah. Come to think of it. Laptop screens actually probably did look better. Yeah, they definitely, they, they, I would say they definitely did. They had, you know, I mean, they weren't, they definitely weren't as good as they are today, but like CRT, you know, oh, yeah. CRTs were fucking garbage <laughs> oh, yeah. really. Yeah. So, yeah. uh, so have you played every single battlefield game then in the, in the series? Not every single game, because um, I didn't have a console during some eras, so I haven't played 1943. I've unfortunately never gotten to play Bad Company 1. Okay. Um, haven't played Modern Combat, haven't played Battlefield Heroes, but basically I've played all of them in the traditional PC sense of, like, the four Refractor games. I've also played Play for Free, uh, which was kind of interesting. Um, I, and then back coming yeah. to up until now, of course. Okay. So battlefield Vietnam. Yeah. 2142. Battlefield two. Yeah. Battlefield two. Yeah. Battlefield yeah. play for free was basically just a battlefield two clone, right? Yeah. It was like a, a, a slightly polished version of that, but yep. it, it wasn't a bad game. I mean, it was, it was just classic Battlefield, but since it was yeah. a free-to-play, they monetized it in all the wrong ways, yeah. of course. Yeah, yeah. Yep. Sounds about right. Yeah. Actually, uh, Evan is actually the only one here who played... He played Modern Combat on your yeah. PS3, you said, right? Yeah. Original Xbox. Oh, original Xbox, sorry, yeah. So, yeah, that... So, yeah, so we're pretty... We've, we've pretty much got the exact same experience. I, I did play... 1943 for about 10 minutes <laughs> once and when i realized that it was like basically just a demo i was like there's like two maps and there's like no this is like this is such a weird thing like why did why did they even do this it was so strange yeah. uh 
so I played it for like 10 minutes and then I like never played it again. Yeah. I was always, a, I was always a PC guy as well. I, I like yeah, I'm doom, uh, you know, thing, those games, um, return to castle Wolfenstein. Did you, did you ever play oh, yeah. that game? Yeah. Yeah. I, I was, I was the same growing up. I couldn't have cared less what it was though. I just needed a system to play games. That's all I wanted in life. I didn't care if it was a 360 or a PS3 or a PS2 or an Xbox right. or even if somebody got me an NES. It was like, here's a system, just any system. I just want some form of video game entertainment. And it happened to be PC and it happened to be Battlefield. And I'm glad it was. Yeah, for sure. That's actually interesting. That's that's a that's kind of the opposite of a lot of people. Like most people, because consoles were so more so much more accessible, right? So like lots of people were just. I was just always I, I'm 46 years old, so, uh, you know, yeah. I was playing any. So, I've just always had console and computer. I just always had everything to play with. So, um, yeah. So, okay. So you have played all the games. So. What are your what are your top three favorite Battlefield games? If if you had to pick your top three and in, in order, top three are uh, Battlefield Three. First of all, it's the greatest of all time, uh, and then number two, I'd have to give to Battlefield Two, and number three, I'd have to give to Bad Company Two. And Bad Company Two, I actually, uh, it's kind of weird. Like whenever I rank these games or people ask me like what's the best or what's your favorite like technically yeah. back company two would be my favorite like the aesthetics of that game and and just the way it played was I, I don't know it was a really unique experience like they nailed the combination of small scale uh combat and then also retaining what battlefield was about um but like they're just you know is technical issues with the game that didn't exist in battlefield 3 for example so like i can't rate it higher i can't rate it higher than battlefield 2 because battlefield 2 is the core experience and um and then some people they rate bf2 higher than bf3 because they don't like a lot of things that were taken out and they feel like it was dumbed down or whatever but bf3 is my favorite undoubtedly because the game itself to me was the, the peak of Battlefield it was everything that they had worked towards for nearly 10 years. Well, pr over 10 years, because, you know, development time for 1942 and all that. That was the culmination of everything they'd worked towards. And on top of that, you had the best community. You had the most creative minds on YouTube. It was everything that was perfect about the game and the people who played it all in one package. Huh. That's an interest. That's a that's a take on it i had never that or, or an angle i had never really heard or, or considered before um yeah so so kind of what your what your sort of angle on it is it was it you feel like it was really kind of the best in terms of uh for clips and just sort of and that kind of thing or or, or was it is it a playability a gameplay thing too compared to the others well just like the playability like for example um you know battlefield has always had things like TDM. I can't stand it when people say there's no room for that stuff in Battlefield because it's always been there. But like with Battlefield 3, like with the DLC, for example, the reason why that game has the best map packs because if you're 
coming from Call of Duty, or even if you've never played a Call of Duty before and you really just want close quarters combat, you've got the close quarters expansion. If you're a mm-hmm. traditionalist that sits in the back of the map with a tank all game, or you're one of the people that straight up never played Bad Company 2 because it didn't have jets and you spent the, the next six years of your life playing Battlefield 2 exclusively, you can go play the Armored Kill expansion. If you want to play the Battlefield 2 maps, we got that. The Aftermath DLC was a good mix of urban combat, like everything about the urban combat. I mean, this just... The game had everything, you know? It didn't have some of the things that the traditional Battlefield players like or, or, you know, wanted, but they got something. The new players got something. The esports guys got something, even though, of course, they fucked us over. The scene went nowhere, but, like, the way the gameplay was built... It was good for everything. And, you know, not just clips, but like then the content also. That game had. Like, I don't I don't mean to disrespect anybody who like came after that, but you got to understand for people to put together videos in Battlefield 3, like the type of uh, cinematic works that they would and all that. We didn't even have spectator mode. We didn't have proper camera tools. Right. Right. you know, it, it took a lot of effort to even make a video, let alone have an idea for one. And it's just everybody was so inspired because of how good the game was. I think that was really the key to it. You can have the greatest group of artists, and if they don't have something to inspire them, they won't make anything. And that's one of the big reasons why the BF3 content community was so good. It's not that they necessarily had better ideas like because they were smarter, but just they had such a good game. The community had a great game to all focus on and, you know, come together around. Okay. I'm gaining a whole new appreciation for people that say BF3 is the best one of the series now, after you <laughs> giving that kind of explanation. It really is. It I can really see. Is. And like, like I said, yeah. Battlefield 2, there are some things about the game itself that I'm not going to lie. Battlefield 3 sucks. We didn't have Spectator. We didn't have Battle Recorder. But right. through no fault of its own, there are other aspects of the core Battlefield experience, the sense of community, that just were not around in you know, 2005, 2008, 2010, yeah. or you know, 2010. Going throughout the years, like key landmarks in the game's lifespan, they just did not exist. And when Battlefield 3 hit, we were out of that content sort of, you know, that murky beginning where right. it was all Call of Duty. And if you're not uploading Call of Duty, you're not going to get views. Like, BF3 just really kicked it all off. Huh. Cool. That's good. Yeah. Um, uh, was Zeba Tower one of the maps in the DLC yep. for, right? Yes. Yeah. That was one of the yeah, closest, right? CQ. Yes. Yep. Zeba Tower was a fucking great map. I loved that. I love that map. Um, yeah, man. Now I'm start. Yeah, I, I, when, when you say it, it didn't have some of the stuff that uh, traditional Battlefield players wanted. Uh, what were some of those things that weren't there um, that they that they wish were there? I think well, the, I know what you might say, but I'm just curious. Yeah. The. You know, like I said, spectator battle recorder, like that really impacted the uh, esports community right. primarily. You can't broadcast matches without a spectator mode, plain and simple. Right. Um, 
it also makes it harder to make content after the fact because like if you want an overhead shit like you can take the demo replay it have a free cam whatever you can make highlights of the match and and like break down how somebody took a bomb site in cs for example you cannot do that in battlefield you cannot right uh take the demo after the fact on a game like bf3 and then be like here's an overhead shot that came from this angle and this angle and this is why this team is decimating everybody in the tournament you know there's none of that um but then like they downsides the downsized the uh, squads and they took out commander and they changed the way DLC worked. I know everybody loves premium, but there were reasons not to have premium back then, believe it or not. It was not a perfect model. Uh, People thought that the gameplay was too much like COD. If you can believe that. (laughs) Of course. (laughs) (laughs) It's like, this is what, like, I don't need to get off track, but this is what frustrates me about the community sometimes today. It's like, it's like, bro, you want to complain about overpowered vehicles. Go back and play Battlefield 2. Get butt-fucked by a jet the whole round. I dare you, you know? (laughs) Or, or Or like, the community doesn't want all those vehicles. Then why did I have so much trouble finding close quarters expansion servers? They were all sitting in tanks on Bandar mm-hmm. Desert, <laughs> complaining about how the game was too much like COD. You know, like right? Yeah, yeah it, I know, I know. It, it's changed over the years. Like it's, yeah. it's, you know, I, I'm not. I don't mean to get off on a tangent, but like there are That's a fine. lot a good... of things that have just disappeared from this game over the years. And like it's been ten years, people have forgotten about it. Oh, hundred percent. Yeah, you know, people complain about specialists today. People complain that there weren't enough classes in BF3. People tell me all the time, the four-class system is tried and true. Anything can be tried and true if you force the community to get used to it. If they had listened to the community, the the side of the community that said, we want five-man squads and commander, they listened to those things, but the same people were also asking for more classes. Not all of them. But a lot of that same like old refractor era, they were asking for a lot of things that they did not get. If they had listened to all of those requests, the game would look a lot different today. The community would look a lot different today. And, you know, you can say about that about anything. Like, it's pointless to say, well, if this, this, and this had happened, we'd be in this situation. Therefore, you need to treat it like this. Like, that's not yeah. fair to say. Like, no. You know, I, I, I'm just saying that, like, Things have progressed over the years. Like, I've got people telling me, like, for example, no one cares about what you want in the game because it was in BF3. The community has changed. Well, guess what? Nobody cares about what you want in the game based on what was in BF1. It's been five years since that game came out. Well, six now. It's like... Why is that any more relevant than a game that came out 11 years ago? Just because you picked up the game at that time and you enjoyed that? You know, like, people disregard the the Refractor era. That all disappeared. And then it was about, like, the early Frostbite adapters. And then the BF3 and the BF4 era, that all disappeared. And then it's what BF1 wants. And now, like, we got the discussion about specialists Mm -hmm. and, like, how to introduce... Yeah. Adapted into a class system, and people were like, "Well, no, no, hold on. 
how do you know that it's even going to bring people back to the game? If anything, it might just drive away the people that are left and then they won't like the, then nobody gets the game that they want. You know, it has changed so much over the years. Yeah. Oh uh, yeah, Crazy. for sure. And we're definitely going to get into that. Um, yeah. Cause what I was, what I was thinking when I, yeah, I was trying to think of when you said it had things that certain battlefield players wanted, but it weren't there. And I, and I thought of, that's right. It didn't have commander mode, but they brought that back in four and it was very much the way it was in two. It had the, you could deploy the UAV, you could do the map scan, which would give like the quick ping of everybody. You could drop, uh, yeah, you could do the missile strike and everything. Um, yeah, I'm, I, I, I have a whole new appreciation now of why people say three is, is the best one after what you just said. I personally still prefer four. But, the, you know, simply because it just they 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 brought back commander, they brought back the UAVs and that kind of stuff, that sort of stuff that you want in Battlefield. And I also right. felt like it just they polished things up um, from three specifically like um, like lock on systems, the way the lock on stuff worked. It just worked better in four. Like, you know, it was it seemed real jank in BF3. And I just, you know, in it. But I the DLC in three definitely was really good. I, I forgot that there, yeah, you, uh, they re, they redid a uh, strike at Karkand. Um, was docking oil fields, one of the ones, or was it Gulf of, uh, Gulf of Oman, right? Oman. Yeah. yeah Gulf of Oman. Oman yeah. Kirkin, Sharky and Sharky Peninsula. That's the one. Yeah. Wake. Wake What's Island. Yep. That's right. Yeah. Which are such great maps. Uh, which is the perfect lead into uh, my next question for you. Uh, do you have a? Do you have like three favorite maps uh, with some honorable honorable mentions thrown in that you wanna that you wanna mention? Yeah. So my favorite map, hands down, is Grand Bazaar. The way that map is set up, um, it's just perfect for urban combat because people don't get forced into like a standard three lane attack there are three lanes on the map right but mm -hmm. people get sorted into this corner and that corner and then they can come into the alley from different directions and then at the same time you also get that meat grinder right down the center it was perfect for competitive it had a great tdm area you know the map was just uh, there's not really anything you can do to improve on that map no it was uh, a great map 100 percent, yeah right you remember dropping rubble on people? Oh yeah, on the walls. Yep. Oh yeah. I got eight people at once one time with a noob tube doing that. Eight people? Whoa. Eight people. Uh, that was some oh. good memories. I don't think I ever. I don't think I ever got more than like a double kill doing that. Exactly. Holy we shit, dude! Proper destruction. But uh, yeah. Then the the my second favorite would probably be strike at Karkin. That's a classic for sure. Nice. Let's um, go. And that's a more traditional layout, you know, more more open flowing. But yeah. again, like it can turn into a meat grinder, but it wasn't a bad meat grinder. Like you could play Rush or, you know, Conquest Assault, whatever. It wasn't just getting forced into a bottleneck where people stand still. You could go over here, go over there, loop around, attack from behind, you know, whatever. It was open air. It wasn't like yep. enclosed. You know, maps such as Metro or, or Locker. 
Um, but right, not enclosed. But like you're saying, right? But there were very narrow uh, streets that you could run down, and like those narrow streets and some alleys and things like that. Yeah, that would yeah. that would uh, cause those kind of gunfights. Yeah. And if you remember in in BF two, uh, there were they uh, there the conquest mode uh, was where. Um, U.S. forces had the uncap, but Iraq forces or U, uh, UNC, wait, what MEC, Middle Eastern Coalition, that's right. MEC forces didn't. So if you were MEC, you had to defend those flags or or the game was over. So yep. the, the real meat grinder I remember on that map was if you were pushed to your last flag across the, the bridge on for MEC oh, yeah. and you had to fucking fight tooth and nail not for the for to not lose the game and, and fight yep. your way back across the bridge. Yeah. So Well what made it so good was that it had designated lanes, but yeah. you weren't confined. Like you can force people to go into one particular area. But if it is just one wall that they group up behind and you have no way of peeking out and actually progressing out from behind the wall, or it's a hallway, for example, where you have to keep jumping around the corner because of nades, you can never get a proper push. You know, a map like Karkand, you had the the height advantage on the right side mm -hmm. with the rocks, and then you had that building smack dab in the middle as you came down like the, the central hill. You had yep, hills yep. off to the left that was just all natural cover. Uh, so there were a million and one ways to get out of your spawn. You didn't have to get spawn trapped. Um, yeah. I, I don't like also how they have a hard time balancing. Uh, if one team is like defending a point, the other team's attacking the point. It's like it's always got to be D-Day for somebody. Why can't we fight out over a point where everybody gets equal cover? <laughs> right, yeah. Right, you know, yeah, for sure. Know, like defenders aren't like up behind a wall in front of an open field. Right, or yeah. Or vice versa, you know. But uh, yep. But then on top of that, like I can't even pick a third favorite map. Um, I just have to like throw a whole bunch of maps out there. The aftermath maps... All the maps from Bat Company 2, you got some great ones in there. Valparaiso, Rico Harbor, yep. Oasis, Laguna Seca, Laguna Alta. It's There are so many maps that I would just, like, I don't even have, like, a top three. I, I have, like, tier categories for yeah. some of those maps. No, I got you. I got you for sure, yeah. I feel, I feel the same way. I mean, like... Yeah, because I mean, like, I could think of maps in 1942, like off the top of my head, Sol Salerno and uh, uh, Monte Cassino, right? Were like really fun maps in Road to Rome. Uh, 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 Battle of, uh, oh gosh, what the hell is the one? Market Garden. Market Garden was a fucking great map in 1942, yeah. right? Yeah. And I know, yeah. I do personally, uh, Caspian Border. I've uh, Caspian Border is my favorite map. I love that. Oh no! I got a I got a head shake, <laughs> man. I don't know. I just I just I for me I feel like Caspian Border, but kind of like Strike at Karkin, but like, but Caspian Border obviously being a a, a map in the later uh, you know iterations of the game, it just gave you everything you wanted to do. Good vehicle play, good helicopter fighting play, good in, in good infantry. Um, you know. 
the fighting between the middle hill and the flag just yeah. below it. You could have great fights there. So I don't know. I just felt like it was a, it's, it was always just a great overall. Uh, you mentioned yeah. Sen. Uh, you mentioned Sen Crossing uh, before we hit record. I loved that map, dude. That map on fucking map. on Rush was so much fun. Holy shit! Oh, yeah. I loved that map so much for BF3. I still remember vividly every the start of every round. The lav bombing down the hill. Sometimes <laughs> yep. it would hit a group of AT mines. Sometimes it would fuck up your whole team. Yeah, like the start yep. of the round when when the lav oh. didn't even care about the first objective. And you would be running up the street yep. from the bridge, trying to get to the group of buildings that had the courtyard with one of the MCOMs, right? Yeah. And as you're crossing the street, you hear, <laughs> boom, boom, boom. <laughs> and you look over, and this motherfucker just road kills you in the yeah. middle of the street. <laughs> yep. <laughs> I know that. I know that feeling well. Yeah, I know that feeling well. well that's funny, dude. Um, all right. Uh, okay. So, moving on to more recent kind of stuff here. Uh, to ask uh, if you're uh, if you're just joining us on the Twitch broadcast, DZ Kinetic is joining us on the on the podcast tonight. Uh, the lead lead Battlefield player for DZ Originals. Uh, so okay. So get to get into some more recent kind of stuff. I could <laughs> we could fucking talk about past Battlefield stuff for a while. I can tell. Um, so, but to, to get a little, I don't know, this is a little bit of an open-ended question, but I mean, obviously you're, you've been playing the game for a while, so you're very aware of what's been going on with the game and Dice and EA. What do you, what do you kind of place a, more of the blame on for some of the problems that have been plaguing uh, uh, the game recently? Electronic Arts or Dice or, you know, I mean, what, do, what, what are your thoughts on, on all that kind of stuff? I think it's both of them because on the one hand you got people at dice that aren't experienced enough and there's no denying that yeah but then yeah whose fault is it that all the experienced people left or were fired even if they weren't fired i'm sure they had a damn good reason to leave dice working you know that's a lot of money working on your baby the the game that they crafted from the start. I don't think that any of these guys would just up and leave because, you know, they're sick of working on Battlefield. Like, I'm sure at a certain point it does kind of get tiring, but why is that? Are they not allowed to make the game that they want? You know, then on the other right. hand, though, you got plenty of devs that quite frankly, uh, they just act like politicians. I'm here because I'm better than you. And yep. you are going to take what I hand down to you and you're going to smile. And how dare you dissent at all? Because I am the all-knowing overlord. Um, so yeah. not all developers are uh, are completely innocent. You know, that sort of attitude is obviously going to work its way into their work. Yeah. Um, but then there are other decisions where it doesn't matter if they think that their shit don't stink and their opinion is the best. EA is going to come down, and whether their opinion was good or bad, EA is going to strike it down. And EA is going to dictate the way the game goes. You know, skins are not DICE's problem. They're going to get paid no matter what. EA is trying to recoup the cost of things, right? So right. DICE doesn't care about adding these skins in the game. They don't care about selling it to you. That's EA's problem. DICE is not 
choosing to make the game run on 45 hertz servers without servers in key regions. I have to play on East Coast. I have to connect to what's essentially from London to some, I've never heard of it, city in the middle of Russia. When I looked at it, it's like the fourth largest city in Russia. Right. That was essentially the distance, right? Yeah. Somebody's probably going to know what city I'm talking about, but like it's way over there, you know, it's further right. east than Ukraine. And for somebody in London, I'm sure Ukraine is pretty fucking far away. That's like an entirely different planet. So even further east than that, I'm getting screwed, you know? Um, it, they're not making all these bad decisions. If, uh, if EA decides that there's a certain aspect of the game that catches on, that resonates with the demographic they're going for, then they're going to make that decision. They're going to have DICE make the game that they think will sell. Um, like, Destruction, Levolution, all that. Yeah, DICE you know, probably had the idea, like, let's put this in the game, but then somebody like EA sees how to exploit it, you know, right. and then whereas DICE would be like, hey, the fans really love this, we're going to make it even better and put more of it in the game. EA, EA is like, hey, our customers really love paying for this shit. We're going to put more of it in the game, regardless of if it's better and regardless of if it works or not. Now get on that. Make it come out before the yeah. deadline. I don't give a shit if the code is there. I don't care if the engine can handle it. That's what makes us money. You know? Yeah. I think that's what that's what went wrong with BF4. That's why BF1, even though it's sold the most copies and so many people today love it. You know, like I talked about earlier, there's a whole different community, possibly even two entirely different communities that came before the one that's here now that can't stand Battlefield 1, that cannot stand Battlefield 4. Right. So, right. you know, yeah. EA is leading this series where the money is, and DICE is just kind of along for the ride. They still have to do their job. They still have to be competent. Nobody from EA is forcing the developer to get on Twitter and call you a toxic asshole for simply asking, hey, are we getting a server browser? No one's forcing them to do that. You know, but EA is dictating where the series goes. They're the one that sets the deadline. That means the game comes out broken. They're the ones that set the overall direction of the game. That means we get skins or right, right. You know the theory of the battle royale that was canceled halfway through and all that type of stuff. Well, okay, yes. Yeah. So your your response was your response was was um, uh, necessarily egalitarian because you did mention some of the decisions that Dice makes in terms of this game and not. Uh, you know, not off, not offering the dedicated servers, not offering the, the 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 right tick rate and stuff like that. So there's certainly yes, there you're, you're yeah. So there's certainly culpability to go to, to be spread around for sure. A perfect example is the the crashing. Apparently, it just came out today that they're investigating the new free McCain helmet that came out patch last yeah. week. Yeah, yeah, I saw That's that. What's been causing all the crashing. Yeah. yeah. So like, it's EA's fault that we're not getting the proper amount of skins for free but when dice puts those skins in the game for free did the did the ceo of electronic arts make them stupid enough to cause this problem no 
Right, That's right, exactly. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yes, exactly. It's Dice's fault that they had to fucking rebuild Frostbite for from the ground up for this game and they and fucked everything up in the process. Yeah, so for sure. Yeah. Um yeah, no, that's yeah, that's a that makes sense. And that that's actually yeah, that's we've we've talked about that a lot and like I've tend I've tended to really shift a lot of blame t- towards electronic arts for a lot of the reasons like same same some of the same kind of reasons that you were mentioning. Um but no for sure. Dice you got it. Yeah, Dice is 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 that you see they're that necessary they're not exactly along for the ride. They're definitely a sort of a partner in all this. Yeah, so they're there's definitely culpability on their hands as well for this stuff. It's like EA is forcing them to drive the bus, but they still have to get it from point A to point B. And if they crash it along the way, that's their own fault. <laughs> right. Yeah, exactly. So, um, so speaking of which moving, so kind of along those lines. So where we're at with, you know, 2042, um, the, I mean, look, yeah. BF one, from an aesthetic standpoint and from a presentation standpoint is awesome. I'll, however, I know there are a lot of issues with that game and problems that people had with that game, uh, specifically movement stuff, the, the sweet spot. Um, some people have said that was kind of the beginning of where things kind of, where do you, this, this, this might, this sounds like a pretty doom and gloom kind of question, but like, where would where where was the where did the beginning of the end start? You think for for where we're at now with Battlefield, Battlefield Four, yeah. Because, I mean, I I can give you as long of an answer as you want, but the 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 short answer is it never needed to come out when it did. Uh, it it didn't focus enough on gameplay. It's like, hey. Here's a skyscraper coming down. And then, you know, there's a lot of things in Battlefield 4 that even if they didn't necessarily make that game worse, because everybody was having fun and they didn't make the game worse, there was, uh, you know, it's, it's like I've had bosses before where I hate to do it, but if I have to force the situation to be worse than it is to get their attention, then I will, right? Right. So... People were having fun with BF4. They didn't realize, eh, maybe the pickup weapons aren't such a great idea. Maybe it's going to lead to worse stuff down the road where now you've got sentries walking around and stuff, right? Which is a cool idea. But it's not exactly great gameplay. No. It debalances the game. you got people standing around not playing the objective, waiting for it to pop up. <laughs> you know? Right. Uh, the levelition stuff like yeah it's it's really cool that you know the destruction is great and all but now when you're designing maps simply around having a building collapse or having it flood or yeah you know or your big a... spectacle is a blimp coming in that shouldn't even be on the map in the first place simply so you can facilitate your dream of having it crash to the ground like and even that didn't work. We had fire tornadoes and all that stuff. Like they couldn't even get it coded correctly. Right. It's just, Battlefield Four didn't necessarily do everything wrong, but it introduced a lot of things into Battlefield that set up Battlefield One for what it was. Like, you know, people like like I said, 
EA sees what people love. And right. in the same way that DICE wants to do more of it, they they also want to do more of it, but their goal is monetary. So they don't care how it comes about. They just want to put something in that can uh, catch people's eye with the marketing or whatever. So it's like they, they're not as focused on the substance of the game. And like I said, that, that'll impact things like map design or gunplay, you know, the ba- overall balance of the game. And and EA saw how effective it was with BF4, and then they just went off the deep end with BF1. Big sad. That's big. That make that that makes me big sad. That but that answer is very. That's a very good answer and it very well explained. And I think you're fucking right. Actually, and I I love those things. You know, yeah. I no right, I love I know. battlefield moments. Yeah. But like, but 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 here's the thing. EA is trying to manufacture happiness. They see right. how awesome. I mean, they had whole ad campaigns. Does anybody remember the BF4 ads where they'd have people sitting there really awkwardly talking about the totally real experience they had playing the game during the demo? And it's like, actually, EA employees just making up the coolest only in Battlefield moments they can think of and then setting up the footage in-game and, and, and talking about it like, they're, like it actually happens, you know? Right. They wanted to manufacture all of the cool Battlefield moments. You can't just have a blimp crash to the ground. After it happens enough times, it's going to get boring. It is really awesome, though, when you are in a gunfight. Like, I have had jets try to strafe on me in BF3, and I dove to the ground as it flew a foot over my head and crashed into the hill behind me. And that was awesome. Yeah. (laughs) But if, if it's a manufactured event of this thing got called in because the team is losing. Like pe- people don't understand that your team is getting something extremely powerful because they suck. Cause they need to help. <laughs> right. Yes. Yes. Yeah. You know, how about we just yeah. spawn trap you for five more minutes, get the fuck over with. We can all go home, choose a different server, right? Oh, guess what? <laughs> we can't choose a different server. Now there's, there's matchmaking. So you're stuck in here with me, buddy. I get to own you for the next five minutes, you know? Yeah, yeah. And so now you need the help to balance it out, right? But, you know, without going off on a tangent, like, the the Battlefield moments that they started trying to manufacture in the game was one of the things that really brought it down. Because, and like I said, you're changing the way the game actually works in order to facilitate that yep. rather than it happening naturally. Like, people talk about Battlefield being a sandbox. It's really not. But those types of sandbox moments where anything can happen at any given time even though you are you have a primary objective you are driven to do something but those sandbox moments will happen along the way and they tried to force that too much with with like bf4 and bf1 yeah 100 you're right no you're completely right and did you yeah what did you have some thoughts on that osb no i mean that those are all really good points that i don't think i had really thought about before you know maybe it's because i'm a little too casual or whatever but that that's all stuff that i don't think a lot of people really think about the levolution especially you know oh yeah this is really cool we can bring down this tower on siege of shanghai never mind the fact that it completely fucking ruins the map and the process and makes it terrible but it's something really cool and i people don't think i don't know 
Yeah, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Go ahead. Uh, you're good. I was just going to say, like, flood zone. It's really cool when the map floods, but don't you get sick of having your routes cut off after the Fuck yeah. Yeah, 100%. Yeah. I actually, I was not a big fan of flood zone, especially once it flooded. Fucking, because, yeah, because, you know, I mean... The only thing it offered was like little a little bit different way to flank certain areas, but otherwise, like I didn't, I would got sick of fucking swimming. Like once that shit yeah. flooded, or like my APC moving like shit in the water as opposed to moving right. really well when it was hit tires on the ground. You know, it yeah. really just turned the map into Paracel Storm with the added frustration of having to run up two flights of stairs after you get to dry land. Right. Yeah. yeah. Or, <laughs> no, and what a lot of people and once it flooded the boat the 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 boats started spawning which were yep. super op because the fucking guns on the boats were really op yeah yeah um, but then the one thing also there's a trickle down effect because then when you get more people into the game that do love those things that don't think about how it's going to affect the gameplay now you naturally have more voices telling you well this gun is too overpowered you need to nerf it well, my shotgun doesn't do enough damage from 500 feet away. It needs to be a one-shot kill because that's realistic. You know, like the guy who Fuck. bought Battlefield Five because he wanted yeah. a, uh, a a movie-like experience of World War II because he's a history buff. Now you got that guy, you know, lecturing Dice about how it's totally fine for MMGs to be this powerful. Okay, have you ever tried to take a machine gun nest against the Krauss in World War II? You know how powerful that was. You know. Why are there oh, women in my game? Gosh. You know? Yeah, like, right. Seriously. Oh my god. Like, I know. That's, again, like the complexion of the community has changed over the years, and that's why certain things that make like when I first got back, you know, I, I was offline for like five years. Yeah. I remember one of the very first streams that I watched. We were talking, it, they didn't know me. You know, I introduced myself for first time, whatever, having a great time. And then we were talking about 2042 coming up. And how they had messed up BF5. And, you know, we all had our fingers crossed that 2042 wasn't going to be a disaster. And I said, you know, it's a real shame because we wouldn't be in this position if they didn't drop the ball so hard with BF4. And you would have thought that I just showed up. Oh, God, dude, you dropped it, a fucking, it, yeah, threw a pile it, of shit in the middle yeah. of the room or something, right? Yeah, you think I just showed up at a mosque with a, with a fucking rack of bacon and threw it at everybody, dude? Like, oh, my God. Right. BF4? Oh, I bet they lost Wasn't their minds, yeah. a game? Oh, how dare you? I'm just like, That's whoa, funny. okay. Oh, I, I guess sure. I just I can see hallucinated, it. you know, right. the server crashing every single time the tower would come down on Shanghai. I guess yeah. I hallucinated yeah. Mag dumping people and not getting a single hit marker. Like, wow, okay. Okay, Everybody right. Everybody yeah. just forgot. <laughs> Jeez. Yeah. <laughs> that's funny, dude. Yeah, that's pretty funny. Yeah. Um, I I the only thing I could say about Battlefield One, um, the was it uh Suez Canal where the battleship would show up, the dreadnought, right? Yeah. Yeah, uh, that was cool. Foul Fortress. Foul Fortress, thank you. Um, I, I was thinking of Suez, where that giant ship would blow up off the yep. off the off the uh, yeah. Post, the thing, the only thing about that that was that it had a it had a real nostalgia nostalgic effect for the 1942 OGs because if you remember 1942, you could actually like move and pilot actual battleships, and then oh, you yeah. could fire those big guns, and I and I loved that part about that because I mean yeah. it was. 
I've talked about that before. Like, you could never do that today. It would just be terrible gameplay. But in, you know, 1942, Battlefield 1942, it was fucking, it was a lot of oh, fun. Yeah. Fucking like just, War Thunder before it even existed. Exactly. Yeah. And like, literal, I mean, you could, you would go into third person view and you'd see, you'd be moving this massive battleship towards uh, one of the islands. You'd fire the guns and you'd see the fucking explosions of the shells hitting the, yeah, hitting the land. It was fucking awesome. Um, so, Cool. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's, oh, so the beginning of the the beginning of then was Battlefield Four, and I it, and you're right. You are right. We've talked about yeah. that before, a little bit. Like, where how did we get here, and what were kind of some of the signs? And I had always kind of brought up five, which kind of brings us into our next question. I'm gonna let I'm gonna let OSB ask you. I'm gonna go grab uh, another beer real quick. OSB is a, a big brained individual and has a mini fridge right behind him with wireless headphones. So I, I need to get, I need to get on that tip. Right. So, uh, sure, and he was, sure. I never played a ton of BF five, but I will just be gone for just a, a just a quick beer run. So, uh, next question there, OSB. Yeah. So were, were you a fan of battlefield five at all? If so, why, why not? You know, all that, all that kind of fun stuff. Yeah. I was not a fan of it at all. Uh, I don't like the gunplay. The random recoil just completely ruins it for me. Um, I know people really love the slide. They talk about how great the movement is or whatever, but I don't like the slide. I feel like the movement's clunky. I mean, there's there's just no redeeming qualities about that game for me. And yeah. uh, I, I didn't even play it until 2021, which is funny because, like, you know, people think I played the game for like 50 hours and then gave it right. up because it was terrible. I actually didn't put any time on into the game until after it was supposedly fixed. But it's just not a very good game. I feel like, uh, you know, obviously content is lacking, but I mean, I can go back and play Battlefield 3 and they're only running the same amount of maps as like Battlefield 5 would be running, right? Right. And I'll have a blast with that game. So, you know, that's that's one of the problems with 2042 also. It's like, yeah, there's a lack of content. But if we just had good content, we could put up with a lot of shit. Yes. We put up a lot of bugs in BF3 because the game was amazing. And there was a lot of fun content coming out for the game. And even if there wasn't the stuff we did have, like, let's say all the DLC was delayed. Who cares? Almost every vanilla map in that game was an absolute classic. Yeah. So that's just something that BF5 didn't have. Thank God I didn't have to live through like the TTK changes and oh, God. all that kind of stuff. But... Don't remind me. <laughs> <laughs> but I just, in general, that game is, it's so boring to me. It, the gameplay is just oh. not exciting. And then on top of that, half the server is hacking. The other half, the server has been no lifing it for the last three years. And I don't stand a chance against their map yep. knowledge and no, no lifing all that it. kind of stuff. Like, <laughs> I was pretty proud of myself when I came back and hadn't touched a mouse for five years. I'm playing against all these sweats and hackers and I'm pulling a 2KD on BF5. I'm like, eh, I guess I'm not too bad. I'm not too washed <laughs> up. I mean, I'm I'm not, I'm killing twice as much as I die against a bunch of people who have infinite advantages over me, whether it's natural or not, you know? Right. So, yeah. Yep. Uh, BF5 real, was rough. Real quick, uh, Grid Fam just took a shit. You guys got to, both of you got to call back in. <laughs> gotcha. No worries. Yeah. Does that yeah, sometimes. No. I share a lot of that uh, 
a lot of that opinion of five. There was not a whole lot to it. I did think the sniping was good. That's about the only redeeming quality to it. But yeah, the movement wasn't great. The maps were fucking terrible. And I, I played the game from launch, so I lived through all of the TTK changes. It was That's, it was yeah. terrible. You know, okay, I'm used to this gun takes three bullets to kill someone. Well, now it takes 13 or something fucking ridiculous at one point. Yeah. It, why would you change something so fundamental that hard? I just, I don't understand their, their logic behind a lot of the stuff in that game. Right. Well, and you mentioned the map design. That's one of the things that, or one of the reasons why I think Battlefield has kind of gone downhill, like starting in BF4, because uh, the maps also, they were trying to create movie experiences rather than actual playable maps. So I know that people talk about how the map design was amazing in BF1 or BF4 had the best maps or whatever. But I, I mean that it's opinion based. It's totally subjective. But like personally, I don't think they were that good of maps. There's some classics in there, but like for the most part, was definitely was no BF3. Yeah, and I feel like that was due to them again trying way too hard to create a movie rather than an actual game. Yes. In uh, talking about BF5. Oh yeah. yeah, yeah, and so okay, so and so I wasn't here for the first part of your answer, but it sounds like you kind of got into the BF5 game a little late. Yeah, I didn't get into it because I was gone for so long. I guess okay, I picked right. it up last year, 2021. Same, yeah, same here. I had like been, I had played so much four, like I got, in, I had like many, many, many hundreds or I don't know, like thousands of something hours of four, and then I got, I got real into like playing. Um, destiny 2 i was playing or destiny yeah destiny 2 actually anyway yeah so i got into five real late too and like yeah like ugh, that I'd, i'm not a fan of that game at all so uh yeah all right so let's get into let's get into to battlefield 2042 the game that we talk about every oh just about every week so nearly a year in now, actually, just uh, next month in November will we'll be a year here. Uh, so give us some of your overall impressions of 2042, what works, what doesn't, and what redeeming qualities, if any, you feel it has. Yeah, so I feel like uh, 2042's major problem has just been that they don't know how to use what they're working with. And that goes for them not knowing the engine well enough. Um, I talked about that with a buddy of mine recently, how's, how they're using a version of Frostbite that's brand new. And then Frostbite in the first place is not a widely used uh, engine because, of course, it's EA's engine. It's not like uh, Unreal or something where right. everyone and their mother that makes a Steam early access game in their bedroom at 15 years old is using that. And when they get a job at uh, dice or whatever, 10 years later, they know exactly what they're doing. It's not as uh, open source or whatever. Right? That's probably not the, the right term. So nobody, uh, no coders or whatever, flame me for that. But you know what I mean? Like the information <laughs> not out there. You can't just right, go yeah. uh, teach yourself. Um, so, then if there are any complications in the engine that are flaws, then that's just going to make the issue even worse. But 
then you've got uh, people designing maps and specialists and all that who don't know what they're doing with that. Again, everything in this game, whether it's a bug or a gameplay feature or this or that, it's all just because they don't know what they're doing. Um, I've said many times that if they had taken a slightly different design approach to some of these core concepts that they have, the, the core design of the maps, the way the specialists work, if they had just had somebody there who knew what they were doing, that knew how to bring the best out of it, we would have a classic refractor game. And I know that that's not necessarily what people want, but then we would have a game that absolutely no one who knows anything about Battlefield could say doesn't play like a Battlefield game. Like the specialists, for example. Um, you know, I talked earlier about like people want the four class system. But the specialists, in my opinion, work if you just bring them down into like a Battlefield 2 style system. It doesn't have to be the same exact amount. They don't have to work exactly the same way. But if you have unique specialists on either side, it looks cool. You know, it, it's cool for them to have unique personalities or names or whatever and not just be generic bot look, you know, bot looking like so soldiers. Um, but there's no readability. There's no common uniform. There's nothing that stands out. So you don't need a name tag in order to tell which team the person is on. So if you just made unique characters for each side, had classes, so to speak, you could still have your specialist characters, but they don't have to work as a class system, as a, as a, as a separate type of thing. It can still work like your traditional class system. Um, so, you know, it's, it's a lot closer to being the perfect game than everybody realizes because it's just such a disaster. But I mean, the core <laughs> elements are there. Um, if they could get it to work and they, and they balance things out properly, then we have a perfect game right there. They just don't know what they're doing. No, they they don't. And I and I've talked about this quite I this is one of the points I hammered home. I've hammered home on the podcast a lot. More so than the specialists or the lack of classes to me, the most the, the most egregious thing they did was not have two different yeah, like at least just two different real factions. Battlefield games were always, and it wasn't that it was, it was, it's not that there was like something particularly aesthetically pleasing about, uh, you know, American forces or the Russian forces or the Chinese forces or, or Middle Eastern coalition, whatever. But it, there was always a very clear line drawn as to these guys, you know, you know what the MEC guys look like, you know what the Russian guys look like, you know what the US guys look like, you have, you know, and it was, and, in terms of what a battlefield game was, it was always, and there was never any real geopolitical, you know, kind of thing to like, you know, uh, bring the immersion into it. It was, but it was the immersion of it in the game, the Russians versus the Americans versus the Chinese, I mean, whatever, you know what I mean? And then to come to bring this game to us with the no pats. And then, the, then they're just magically fighting for Russians, and one side just magically fighting yeah. on the U.S. side. It was like, what are you doing? What just, is this? <laughs> just, just make them Russians and Americans. Yeah, it, yeah. 
I mean, doesn't it actually say on the scoreboard "Are you in U.S.?" Yes, it does. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah, you don't even you don't even have to go into the micro details of putting the flags like on the soldiers' uniforms if that bugs you. If that's like going to cause some some sort of World War Three, <laughs> Russia gets right. mad. Like, not that you don't have the fucking icon on the loading screen for their flag anyway, but. Whatever, you know, if that somehow made sense to them and that was the right. reasoning, it's like, they're, like, how many times are you walking up to somebody and sticking your face in their sleeve and looking to see if there's a patch? Right. Hardly ever. No, like exactly. The guy yeah. that takes cinematic, you know, virtual photography, whatever. Right. And a lack of a patch on a uniform is not going to ruin that guy's shot. So just take the patch off the uniform. Give them a military uniform. Make them look like an actual unit. Yeah, I mean, and I if don't this, even if if this was real warfare. Like, I'm not. I'm not trying to you know bring realism. My oh my gosh, Emilian. I'm not trying to say <laughs> right. something like that. But, right. Yeah. But I know what you, you mean. Know, yeah. if, you th if you think about it, even if people are fighting as a ragtag collective unit, they always have something that identifies them clearly like an armband or something like right. they have the little lights on people, but those don't, yes, I don't, those don't identify people. Those help me shoot a guy through a smoke. I don't get, ever get accused of one. I actually don't doesn't help me identify. I don't ever actually even see them on the enemies. The only time I ever yeah. see those things is when I'm looking at my body on the ground and I see the green yeah. one on my specialist. I never see those things glowing on the enemies ever. Yeah, no. Well, and like I said, it just helps me shoot people because you can see them through smoke. Right. So, yeah. but like, I don't see, oh, the, that's a certain color and that's a certain color. I'm going to shoot this color of light. It's not that it's, you know, it doesn't help you identify the actual enemies. No, it doesn't. And I mean, in the, yeah, and I'm not trying, I'm not looking for the I word immersiveness, but I mean, at least there yeah. was, but at least what immersiveness you've got, you got out of when you were playing three and four, um, you know, was just that you, you knew what the U S forces looked like. You knew what the Russian forces looked like in the Chinese force. You knew what they looked like. You knew what those soldiers looked like. You knew what gear they had on, what helmet, what, uh, ghillies, whatever, I, there's been plenty of times where I'm running around and I have no idea that it's a bad guy next to me because it's just Falk. It's just McKay. It's just Crawford. I don't know. You know, if I don't see their name on the yeah. screen, that's, you know, I have no idea if that's a fucking bad guy or not. It's really, it's, it's incredibly yeah. frustrating. 2042 also has a big problem with opacity. Even if you've got it turned all the way up, like you can't see your teammates tags, especially if they're off in the distance. I I've spent, like a whole 30 seconds just beaming helicopters across the map with a <laughs> turret or something. And they're on your yeah. team. I'm like, where are my bullets going? And then finally they get close enough and the little bar fades into view right. and it's like, yeah. oh, it's a teammate. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. They're like, why is this, Why is my teammate lighting me up? Um, yep. So you did say there is, so it sounded like you said there is a, a perfect game in there like so what so clearly you think there are some redeeming qualities to this game like what what are some of them well like with the specialists um i i feel like what they did was they took everything that already existed you know they, there's some things like the row hack and all that but the grappling hook has been in battlefield games before um 
It's actually funny because when people complain about it in hardline, people are like, oh, you know, this has already been in Battlefield before, right? You know, That's this right. is not yeah. something brand new. Yeah. Um, so there are a lot of cool things. Uh, the wingsuit's really cool. Uh, you know, the, the whole problem is just how they have implemented everything. Like, for example, you would have supports before where you might right. get the guy trolling with a ballistic shield but he's still going to drop an ammo box behind him before he runs in there with his ballistic shield. Now you've just got dozers being annoying and getting in the way. Right. It doesn't help anybody out. No. Like, right. whoop-de-doo, yeah. you, you, you get a flak perk. That's a bonus. Okay, but other than that, you have nothing besides your shield. You're not helping the team. Like, I have... Right. And, and, and I'm not, you know... I regrettably have, you know, lost my temper on people... But, like, <laughs> I've just lost it on people sometimes when I'm playing with them. Because it's like, bro, stop using Dozer. You are, I understand that you're trying to lead us through the doorway. But then when you turn around, your <laughs> giant shield pins me against the wall. Right. And when the nade comes flying through the door, guess who doesn't have the flak perk? It's me. <laughs> right. You know? And yeah. when I get blown up, but you're still living because you do have the flak perk, guess who takes 10 seconds to res everybody? Not me. I'm the Falc. I'm the guy playing to help. Right, the team, right. You know? So, it, you know, it's just there's so much stuff that they've parceled out from what used to be classes. And, you know, people talk about hero shooters. Like, this is not a hero shooter. This is just unique characters playing a role as a class like in hero shooters last time i checked you typically have to charge up an ultimate you don't just have a liz rocket that like replenishes after a set timer and now everybody's walking around with handheld tv missiles like i people can defend it all they want but like that's a perfect example at what point in any battlefield game have you ever spawned in and immediately had any more than one TV missile coming at you. Like, right. yeah, there were the people that would, you know, take off in the attack chopper, TV across the map, boom, they get a kill before anybody else knows what's going on. Right. Those people have always existed, right? But you didn't have the Liz squad sitting in the back of the map, sending four of them at you at once to where the point where the netcode is so jacked up that they can basically just blanket an area and your hitbox will land in one of four sectors you know? <laughs> right yeah like yeah there have been a couple times where i dodged a line of rockets and i couldn't believe that they didn't intersect with my floating hitbox at some point or another no because kidding. i clearly dodged all of them yeah but my hitbox is not actually me and i'm just like how did my hitbox float its way through that <laughs> you know? right right yeah yeah so it, it's just not designed well it, it's there but it's not designed well like the, the maps you can have open maps you cannot have open maps that are so large that Infi just has to sit in one spot and if they try to go anywhere else they get screwed you know like yeah well yeah it feels like we're playing a bunch of armored kill maps like the whole game is armored kill yeah yeah you know? right yep which was fun i do remember armored kill that was yeah that was a three expansion that was actually yeah. really cool yeah because the, and that was the, great yeah 
but but it was one component. But it was and a when you right, put all it those components all, together. Yeah, yeah. Then you get the perfect game. You don't get the right. perfect game by just having one of those components. Then you get a bunch of Walmart parking lots and back lawns with full of tanks and hovercrafts. You know? <laughs> right, exactly. <laughs> now I've contended on. Um, I've been somewhat of a def- a defender of the specialists as well. I I like the 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 inclusion of like the different types of things you can use, the grappling hook, the you know, the 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 ballistic shield when used properly, right? Obviously it's like yeah, for sure. <laughs> use it properly, right? Um <laughs> but um one of the you, you said this um you we've talked about this before, you you said it earlier the canceled battle Royale game, or I'm convinced canceled extraction Royale. I've said many times on the podcast, I'm convinced that there was like some kind of mini war at dice. I feel like the, the maps that we have are, are a result of the fact that I think they really wanted to make an extraction Royale game, which is hazard zone, which is why we got the maps that we got. Um, I mean, you you know, you know, you saw the news that was going on a year ago and stuff like that. I mean, yeah. Do you feel yeah. like that's something that happened? Like, was was Hazard Zone something supposed to be a much bigger part of this game? Do you think, or what Extraction or Battle Royale? You know, and I feel like that's why. They, clearly, they know they messed up the maps because they've reworked them, right? And they and they have yeah. made them somewhat better. But yeah, I mean, like, yeah. yeah do you you think that's something that happened too? I, I definitely feel like it is. Um, I, I'm not going to like throw my hat in any particular ring and, and say like what extent it had on the development right. process. But I feel like there's no doubt that they definitely were trying to do something new. I, I feel like maybe th- th- there's so many different ways that, you know, could branch off. That's what I said. I'm not going to like put my hat in any particular ring. Right. But. Like, let's say it wasn't that they were uh, on a three-year development cycle for specifically a Hazard Zone game, right? What if they were trying to make two separate games, but then it was like, oh, well, the pandemic hit. It's going to be really hard to make two different games. Like, what if they just wanted it to be a spinoff? It doesn't necessarily have to be the whole game and replace the main entry to the Battlefield series. But, like, instead of a bad company or a hard line, maybe they make a hazard zone, you know? And uh, I feel like it makes total sense. It's not just the map design, but, like, I mean, first of all, how do you go from designing maps like this to designing maps like this? Like, there are certain design aspects, like how the traffic flows. But nobody just forgets how many assets they're working with overnight and then ends up with a blank sand dune and no space to put anything in it. Nobody right. just accidentally does that. No. This is not, yeah. we're not talking about like levels of detail of piles of rubble in the streets. We're just talking about basic concepts like yeah. a building that is meant to be used for more than a hole up spot with some loot dropped in it, you know, a building that is meant to have 20 people in it, defending Mm -hmm. a point, simple things like that. Nobody just forgets that stuff overnight. Nobody, uh, just randomly decides, Hey, we're not going to have distinguishable characters for either side, especially considering in battlefield five, you had the, the, whatever they call them, the legendary heroes, whatever. Yep. Um, you know, cause I wasn't around when it first came out. So, 
I just kind of sweep details like that under the rug because they're irrelevant. <laughs> but <laughs> whatever they called them back then, you know what I mean? Right, yeah. Um, they had, now granted, they had actual factions instead of this no pats bullshit, but I think that that's right. another product of the, the hazard zone thing. Yep. Um, it didn't matter that uh, what's her face, you know, the, the Japanese sniper lady, uh, like, doesn't matter that they look different than a generic character because it is still very distinguishable that this is a fucking Japanese soldier. Yes. I can tell that from a mile away. Right. I can tell when there's an American dude sliding around with a backpack on or whatever, you know, mm -hmm. whatever uh, characters they want to put in the game. The guy running around with like, a cape on or a, a Nazi, a very distinguishable Nazi officer hat or something. Right. Like, you know, you don't have that in this game. Right. And the specialists and the skin bundles, like the way they don't, they're not distinguishable for actual factions. Like, I feel like that is also a dead giveaway because you just had Battlefield 5 where you were able to make. Right. Unique characters yeah, yeah. work within factions. Now, all of a sudden, you can't figure out how to make unique characters <laughs> distinguishable based on faction. I don't buy for a second that this was made as a traditional Battlefield game from day one. There yep. is definitely yeah. something going on. Yep, hundred percent. I've said that. I've said that so many times on the podcast. Yeah, whatever it was, you're right, and I and I appreciate like how you say you're not going to throw your hat towards uh, a particular ring as to why it happened it, right because we don't really know and i know and i i i kind of have i've i've I, you know various you know um you know f with with just reckless speculation have said that oh it was this particular reason but you're right we don't know but it, there's no question you're right they're like yes it was this didn't just happen because yeah this this was not design choice by you know to make this game this that way no there's something yeah something very went on and like this is how they had to do it because as you said and and you um you tweeted out i wanted to bring up this tweet because i have said this many times as well uh because uh i'm gonna read your tweet here because i've made this point myself and I've I've always uh, invoked uh, Modern Warfare 2019. In Modern Warfare 2019, you know they they had the the inclination to make two factions, and you had one set of operators that were loyal to to one faction, and you had another set of operators that were loyal to another faction, which is essentially what you su suggested in the tweet, and what I've suggested many times. If and I love that you invoked the BF2 classes, so. Uh, Kinetic t tweeted out if e at EA Dice just gave us Battlefield 2 classes and made unique characters for either faction, we'd get traditional classes, identifiable characters for either side, and people who main one class would be uh, incentivized to buy double the skins. And that's, and yes, yeah, I mean, like the pandemic hit, they weren't able to do this, but like this seems like. Like this is not fucking rocket science. Like <laughs> the fact that this didn't happen blows me away. It's common sense. Yeah. I mean, Battlefield Two <laughs> had seven classes. You have fourteen specialists in this game. Seven times two. Well, but, okay, that's where you came up with that. 
I was wondering how you. I, that's why I want. That's what I really wanted to ask you. Is like why? Like what was it about the BF two classes that you decided to 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 to, to bring up for this? And that's yeah. why. Well, I feel like a lot of the things about the BF two classes solve balance issues, like not having somebody jump out of their tank at, with their gunner and fire off two rockets at you. Uh huh. <laughs> Who? Why? You know, you got to put someone in the game to balance that, and th- right. now you've got pointless animations of hopping through hatches. And yeah, yeah. Just get, ugh. you know, they they try to solve these issues with the the dumbest solutions, and it is so simple. It is right in front of them. The guy with the repair tool doesn't need to be shooting down all the vehicles because guess what? Why does he have a repair tool? I don't know. Is he possibly? Spending the majority of his time in or around something that would require that? Mm. And if so, does that thing have weaponry on it that he's going to be using to take care of the job that, you know? Right. Yeah. No one at DICE realizes this. Yeah, it's great to run around, poop down a few AT mines, turn around, sting in the chopper, whatever, run over here, rep this guy. I'm a team player. I'm doing everything. Yeah. But guess what? (laughs) There is no ion team. The guy with the repair tool needs somebody else over here dedicating their time to taking down the air vehicles. You want to know why you don't get random reps anymore? Because the guy that should have the rep tool is staring up in the sky with his handheld TV missile the whole game. Or he's sitting over here next to his Boris turret the whole game. Yeah. Or like, Which, I can't, it blows my mind the I amount of angels that don't realize they have a whole ass crate to drop. I don't get nades out of your your little pack drop me a crate dude <laughs> yeah seriously you know? which so. is which is exactly okay so you you just explained because i had a response to to your tweet and you just explained the, i was gonna ask you to expound on your response and you I, you just explained it perfectly and we talked about it recently on a, on a podcast that we just did and you're right that is what the classes do is it puts right in front of you a role to to take into the game yeah. instead yeah. of it was yeah go I ahead could just real quick add yeah uh, it's one of the big problems that people had with bf3 also you know i like four classes works right right but i remember very distinctly people complaining about the med trains and they said you know what if they just hadn't combined the assault class which is for firepower and fraggers with the medic class that picks everybody up. We wouldn't have this problem. Right. And that's what, and that's what they did in four, right? Yeah. In three, they made medics and assaults one class class. Oh, that's right. Yeah. And it was, that was, that was three when they introduced that. Yep. That's right. Battlefield two medics and assaults were different classes. BC two. It was also different classes, different classes, different, guns than bf2's classes had like medics had lmgs all that and and then the assaults had the ammo box you know it's like it's worked differently throughout the years but like when bf3 hit and they're like assaults and medics are the same thing they got the m16 they got all the good stuff and then everybody just went wild and then they had to backpedal and and start messing with things to try to to solve that like now you gotta charge your paddles up Great, but now uh, the community yeah. is so casual that even though the, that that mechanic makes total sense, and I would love to have it in the game, I am tired of getting twenty resed by idiots. Yes. So please just make <laughs> it go. But you can't go back to the other way because now everybody res trains. 
you right. know so and now you can't go back to having that extra class because then somebody's going to whine that, well why aren't there four classes it's funny because the refractor that said in bf3 the mm. whole reason they're making four classes is because people can't comprehend using more than four classes no yeah and i don't feel like it's necessarily fair to just say everybody's stupid and casual but it's very true that some people just straight up don't want to learn more than four classes yeah no no they don't and that's i've i've used this terminology a bunch this is the landscape of gaming right now this is the big conversation around mw2 right now the casualization of of modern of modern warfare. This is the casualization of Battlefield, and I'm looking at, and I, I'm looking right now at the. Um, I looked up the Battlefield two classes because you because you mentioned those in the tweet, and I'm like, why did he mention the Battlefield two classes? Like that's that was so interesting. So I looked them up, and I was like, that's right. There are like seven classes, and I completely forgot about the Special Forces class, which yep. only had. I believe you only had access to submachine guns, and they were the only them and one other class had access to C four. Was it support and special forces that had access to the C four? Not sure. It might have been recon. I can't. Oh no, I think or sniper. Yeah, they got. Yeah, they have. They, it on. they kept. They kept like passing C four between different classes for some yes. years. Yeah, <laughs> for for so long. But yeah. but you're exactly right, though. The the classes do put the roles in front of you in the game. Mm -hmm. So, and it, you're right. And it does make more sense. And hopefully people will catch on to it because you're right. There aren't random. There's no more random repairs. I didn't even, man, I forgot. It's like, I'm, it, I, this has been a great conversation because I've I, I had completely forgotten how much people will repair. OSB does though. OSB remembers. I mean, he'll, you know, we'll still spawn in, He'll spawn in the hand with the repair tool and repair the yeah. hand while it's flying and stuff like that. Yeah. And I mean, but like we're, you know, we're, we're all kind of old school battlefield gamers, I guess. And it's like, yeah. And you're right. It's like, it's, yeah. they want to attract a new audience and all that stuff. But I mean, it's like, yeah. It's, I know people always say like things need to get streamlined. And like, that's the thing with the four classes, like over time, uh, we discovered that four classes was the best way to streamline things. But first of all, if you figured it out the first time, you wouldn't have had to flip-flop them back and forth in BF1 and BF5. That's one of the things that just broke my brain when I first got back and I tried playing BF1 and BF5. One second, I'm using an SMG with this kit. The next, I'm using an AR with this kit. And in one yeah. game... The SMGs are ridiculously OP. And then the next game, like, the ARs are actually like that. But then, oh, now the hip fire is so strong that I can beam people in the face from 100 meters with an SMG from the hip. Like, I just didn't understand. Right. So, yeah, I don't I don't think that the they actually have polished out the four-class system at all. Um, But, you know, I understand there is some streamlining. But there is also a such thing as just taking it overboard and right. Yeah. You know, like the people that said the game was being dumbed down too much and it was too much like COD back in BF three. Nah, but at a certain point it starts to get that way and the gameplay may not sure. necessarily function like call of duty, of course, but like, no, no. Yeah. 
you know, why, why is it that sometimes more options are worse for people? Like the whole point is for it to be a team-based game. So yeah, it sucks that your team can't get their shit together sometimes. (laughs) Yeah. But, but like that's, it's gonna happen. Okay. It wouldn't matter if everybody res trained and there was one class and everybody res trained, you're still going to lose because people aren't going to know how to res quick enough. People are just not going to understand right. some things. And you can't just go, aw, poor baby, you don't know how to do that. We'll take it out of the game for you. It's <laughs> right. all good. Yeah, exactly, right. You, you don't have to. Like, right. imagine yeah. <laughs> imagine if, uh, you know, everybody is like, I don't want to have to learn how to time my shots with a burst fire rifle to have this accuracy. And they're like, it's all good. We'll just let you hold down left click and the burst <laughs> rifle will do it for you. Well, then it defeats the purpose of yeah. having a burst rifle if right, it's right. just functioning like a full auto because some yep. Timmy over here didn't know how to use the gun. Like, yeah. Well, don't ever play don't ever play Destiny 2. There, oh, God. <laughs> there's a well. They, I don't think they do it so much for that reason. But there's uh, there are there there's rifles in the game called pulse rifles, and yeah. inherently they're a burst fire rifle. But you can get one rolled with a perk that allows yeah. it to fire full auto. Oh, yeah. So, but uh, anyway, that's a whole <laughs> other thing. So anyway, like at uh, least in blobs too. Like you put select fire on something, you give up an attachment slot. I, I'm sorry. In what game? Like in Black Ops Two. Oh, Black like Ops Two. Okay. Select fire on mm-hmm. a burst fire rifle to make it full auto. That takes up an attachment slot. Oh, know? gotcha. Okay. I never, I yeah. never played Black Ops Two actually. Yeah, it was, I was it's in, a really good game. It's in I've my heard opinion. People say that. Yeah. Call of Duty like COD Four and Blop, Blops Two are my favorites. Yeah, COD Four. Yeah, I'm an MW Two guy. I never, I played a little bit of, because I like. Um, COD 4, I tried playing on a PS3, and like I was, I was like, why am I trying to play That's a first-person shooter game on a console? This is <laughs> dumb. Um, but then, like around the time MW2 got popular, I was like, okay, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna finally actually like try to play this Modern Warfare game. And it was one, and and I'm glad I did because Modern Warfare 2 was a lot of fun. The original one, I fucking loved that game actually. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, so yeah. yeah. Um, all right, cool. So let's wrap things up. This has been an amazing conversation, by the way. I got to say, this has been a lot of fun. Um, but let's wrap things up with uh, last question. So what uh, what are your kind of hopes for the future of Battlefield? Uh, in do, would you like to see them? I don't know if you've... I'm sure you've been following the news, the whole new studio, Ridgeline Studios. Yeah. There's talk of the campaign being like a whole... They're gonna be. There's gonna. There might be a campaign completely separate from stuff. Like, would you like to see something like that happen? And like, what are, what are kind of your hopes for uh, for the future of the franchise here? Um. So as far as the campaign itself, obviously a campaign would be great. And I think that if you have uh, a studio that is headed by somebody that experienced with that reputation, then it, it's not going to take away from the multiplayer. I mean, having a campaign doesn't take away from multiplayer in the first place. You got completely different people working on every aspect of the game, right? Right. But, you know, if it's just someone's talent of uh, of, of knowing how to punch the code in and make sure it's not bugged, 
please just have him go work on the multiplayer you know so i think <laughs> right. now that we got now that we got this studio that that is a huge help as far as the campaign um but I've never really cared about the campaign too much in Battlefield. Bad Company no, man. obviously had great campaigns. Battlefield 3 was a great campaign. I don't want to hurt anyone's feelings, but after that, they all suck. And I don't know. It's like BF1 had a couple good missions, and then it had a couple terrible missions. Yep. BF5 was yep. the same way. BF4, like, the characters were just so cringy at the time. Like, it's it's actually funny to me. Like, this is a perfect example of how things have changed over time. Like, everybody loves Irish now, right? Right. And the guy was a great actor. He did a great job on the game. But as far as the story, right, there were not nearly as many people back then talking about how in love they were with the characters and gushing over how amazing of a story it was, right? There's a lot more of that now. Back then, it was like, damn, I put this on the hardest difficulty, and it was like the AI didn't even fight back. Right, or, yeah. <laughs> wow, that was way too short. Or I spent half the campaign following somebody down the corridor in a ship, unable to move at my own pace, unable to skip dialogue, you know, things like that. Right, so, yeah. Um, you know, Battlefield, like, it's it's not that... A shooter like this can't have a campaign. Call of Duty is proof that a uh, you know quote unquote generic you know shooter. It's meant for multiplayer. The campaign is not necessarily the focus, but at the same time, it is, and they come out great. So it can be done. But Battlefield just never really got there, and so it's great that we're gonna get a campaign. You know, I assume we are. But if we didn't, it wouldn't be the end of the world to me. No. Um, people were just yeah. like all up in arms about how can they release a Battlefield game without a campaign? That's not a real Battlefield game. Really? <laughs> yeah, the really. Before I, I sat around, if I want to play single player on the first four games that came out, I would play against bots all night. There uh -huh. was no campaign. Tell me more about how it's right, yeah. required. Was it four? You know? Yeah, 40, 42 Vietnam, 2142, Battlefield yeah. 2. And then, we didn't get like an actual proper campaign. No, right. Until that company won. That company won. That was right. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Because, yeah. um, you know, Modern Combat obviously wasn't the same exact game as BF2 on PC. But there was no um, campaign, right? I don't even remember anything about it. I didn't play it. Modern um, Combat, I think, was only a campaign. I don't think yeah. there was a multiplayer to it. That, that's was? what I thought. Really? But We've like, talked about this before. You've never mentioned but, that. You didn't. Here's the I thing. didn't realize that. <laughs> I don't. Wasn't it like the the way it worked though? Wasn't it? I can't remember if it sort of like incorporated the way the battlefield bots worked. Like it wasn't a traditional level design or something. I don't know. There was something about it that was like they tried to work actual battlefield to into the way the campaign worked or something but yeah, like i said kinda. i didn't play it so i don't remember all the details but yeah. like that that's why i mean that bad company was when they really were like here's an actual campaign we have recognizable characters right with yep. you know yeah. insane movie scenes dialogue you're gonna remember them they're gonna come back for a sequel like up until bad company they didn't have none of that so oh, yeah 
you know, and of course, Modern Combat wasn't on PC at all. So that's why I, I'm just not too concerned about having a campaign, but I think that it's cool to have a campaign. I'm not heartbroken yeah. if it just doesn't have one. You know, that's all I'm saying. Yeah. I think the new studio will do a good job, though. So I think so, too. Um, yeah, that's Ridgeline Studios that supposedly is, is, is well, that supposedly is, is working on that. Um, yeah, I, well, one of the one of the guys in our community, this just in, he actually made a really good point. I'm not particularly, I like you said, it'd be cool if there was a campaign, but for all of the like sort of world building they did for this game, it seems like this game probably could have benefited from a fucking campaign, actually, <laughs> right? Oh, I actually <laughs> have a theory about that, that they're going to... Uh, because, you know, everybody says, well, obviously they're going to ditch this and just move on to a new game like right. next year, you know, year after that, whatever. But you got a whole separate studio that can make a banger campaign. You got this unfinished lore, concept art, whatever, from 2042, an unsatisfied player base that may or may not want to purchase an entirely new game. If I was in charge of things, I'm not saying this is what they're doing, but if mm -hmm. I was in charge of things... What I would do is I would actually make 2042 a live service and start start bringing the maps into AOW with the same way they have with the portal weapons and put more maps from those games in. Like when they first announced Portal, like this was supposed to be something that could carry the franchise for years mm -hmm. and like keep adding stuff to it and keep going for generations of games in Portal and do what we want and that just simply has not happened but if you actually make 2042 a live service if you're actually giving me maps i don't give a shit if you charge me a hundred dollars for one skin i'll pay that because i didn't have to pay a hundred dollars for the 20 maps you gave me right you know right and that that skin is the only thing that i will ever use on this game because it looks so fucking cool that i just have to have it and because I got all the other stuff for free, I can justify that. Because I'm now able to play three entire Battlefields worth of maps in one single game, I would pay way more than $100 for that if I bought premium on all three of those games before. You know what I'm saying? So like, it's, yeah, well, right, it's yeah. totally worth it. But, you know, again, they, they've done it in the wrong way. There's nothing wrong with the skins. There's nothing wrong with the live service. But when this is what we get in return, it's foolishness. Yep. And so... Yeah. They could build off of this, have this game go forever, and then the campaign can be something that actually builds on all that lore. We can have, you know, they did like Battlefield 1, they had the, the missions bouncing around for separate people and all that stuff, right? Right, yeah. Why not do the same thing? You, you have 14 specialists in this game. There's a free 14-chapter story and that could all culminate in one final mission where the specialists fight alongside and you get to swap perspectives as the mission unfolds. Sure, right, yeah. You know, that that'd yeah. be a great great idea. I think it's a great concept for a game not pat myself on the back just saying that like it's all there. They just have to utilize it. They have to capitalize on it and they're not. No, That's they're not. No problem. But I, I but I agree with you. I feel like yeah, they there are so many good maps that I mean, like they, I, I, I like uh, exposure. Did you do you like exposure as a map? 
Yeah, exposure is pretty good. Okay. There's some tweaks I'd make to it, but overall, right. yeah, it's it's good. So they made it get stranded. Okay, I'm kind of eh, unstranded. Fought on breakthrough, you know, fighting in the ship and stuff. But like for conquest, it's very it. I don't know, like, dude. Yeah, I mean, uh, Dam uh, Dam Peak, right? I mean, Dam yeah. Peak is is um, yeah, that's the one from BF3 where you jump mm -hmm. off the cliff, right? Yeah. Damn, Van Peak is a and great they, And they baited us in the trailer. They straight I know, up dude. Baited. I know. They knew what they were doing. They knew exactly they what did, they were doing they? when they put that base jump in fuckers. there. Those motherfuckers played us. I know, man. I know. You know, that's... when, like, I, I, just, I just got to say, when the trailer released and, like, the renders happened and the guy comes down and hangs well, on the jet. That trailer was hype like, as fuck, dude. Like, dude, yeah. look, did you see? <laughs> They they shouted out all these oh, stun gravy and oh they did had they recreated this moment like they said it was a love letter to the fans bro like they remember all that stuff too <laughs> they love us they're giving us the game for us for us dude I know I know it was bad wanna, we I know like I, <laughs> you want to talk about caring about the community let's talk about the fact that stun gravy ain't even the first motherfucker that did that shit that the guy that originally did it got barely any credit at the start of BF3 when it blew up, and then ever since then, everybody forgot, and Stun Gravy gets all the credit for Rendezooks, and it's not actually the guy who started it. Oh, really? No shit. I don't even I remember the guy's name anymore. Oh, because really? it's just, like, gone, you know? Yeah, yeah. That's but, funny. you know, it's fitting, then, that they would put that in the trailer and act like, see, we got, we know what you guys like, and we've been paying attention to the community. We, we remember all the cool stunts. Yeah. No, no, they're trying to sell you a product. Yeah, you know, that's yeah. all it is. No, no, you're right, and you're you're right. They and they baited us with the fucking cliff jump thing, at, which on Breakaway, which is a fucking just totally garbage map. Ugh, all the maps. Yeah, we're we. Yeah, the most. <laughs> God, the maps are so bad in this game. Holy shit, they're oh. so bad. Uh, so anyway, um, uh, OSB, anything, uh, anything you want to ask them? Anything, uh, you want to wrap up with or? No, uh, thanks for coming on, man. This has been yeah, a, for sure. a really fun conversation. Oh yeah. It was a lot of fun. Yeah, man. No, nice, to, nice to talk to a like-minded person who, who thinks maybe a little outside the box. The BF4 take is super hot, but thinking on it. Yeah. I think you're right. Yeah. yeah no, well, that's. It's, it's you know, I, go ahead. I did sorry. disappear for those years, you know, so it's like I've gotten a lot of flack from some people when I come back and I'm like, man, BF4 was shit, wasn't it? You know, like I said, everybody <laughs> freaks out when I say that. It's like, I'm sorry, were none of you there? Right, yeah. <laughs> so, no, I know, mean, it, it's, it's like you said, like minded people. I mean, I don't like echo chambers, but it's just nice to talk to people like yourselves that will at least listen and yeah. understand like I, one of my philosophies in life and this goes for religion or anybody's sexuality or anything else that has to do with somebody as a person you don't have to agree with their stance of, on something but once you at least understand how they came to believe what they believe in you don't look at them as a shitty person if somebody does something for, you know, I'm not going to go, don't worry, I'm not going to get any, anything weird. But if somebody does <laughs> X in their personal life, you know, and 
you say, well, you're a shitty person because you believe that that's okay. Why do they believe that it's okay though? You know, I mean, it, one thing that may seem weird to one person does not seem weird to another person because it's just, this is, this is how they came about to, to believe that. Right. So that's what I'm saying. Like, yeah, if yeah. you understand, for example, in the video game context, that somebody wants the game to work like this because they came into the series where it worked like that exactly. And that's how they take the game to work. So they want it to be like that in the future. Then you understand. They're not coming in trying to ruin your game. They love the game just as much no, as you yeah. do. Yeah. But their idea of it is different. And then on top of that, you can come to an agreement, even if you can't change their mind on something, especially when it comes to real-life stuff, you can at least come to a, an agreement and an appreciation of other people's stances because then you, like I said, you just know how their mind works. You know how they came to that conclusion. I know that you're not sitting in that corner because you're trying to farm your KD. I know that it's because you like want to sit there behind a bipod and be like grenades incoming and and all that. You know what <laughs> I mean? Right. You're, you're, you like, you might be going for immersion, right? Yeah, someone yeah. may be going for immersion. You, someone may be trying to farm yeah. KD. Who knows? But right for you whatever never, reason, they're doing it. Yeah, yeah. You'll never That's understand fine. the person's perspective, but unless you have the same perspective, but you can at least understand how they arrived to that conclusion, and that may be the difference between thinking they're an idiot or a bad person, and just hey. They disagree with me. Right. I 100% disagree with you that BF4 is shit. <laughs> However, I completely agree with your contention that it is probably it was the beginning of the end, uh, you know, for what we know as a Battlefield game. You made you made your point very clearly and very salient points and I completely buy them. You're right. I I still find Battlefield 4 to be the most enjoyable enjoyable Battlefield experience for me. Like I said, I just it I don't, something about it just hit a spot and especially when they released um Second Assault and I got to play Caspian Border and Firestorm, you know, so it was like so oh man, the, the, you know, the, there's no question like the the launch maps on BF4, most of them are pretty garbage. Zava yeah. Zava three eleven I think though is a is a banger I love Zava three eleven um, I like Paracel Storm I mean it's a bit of a meme map because of everything that goes on but it's it's fun uh, 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 not Linking Dam Linking Dam fuck is Linking Dam I liked because I I liked shelling tanks from across the, the from spawn yeah. to spawn um, Hainan Resort I thought Hainan Resort was a really good map people hated the boats on that map because they were pretty OP but yeah so no 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 I, I yeah it's especially in video games oh, there's conf confirmation bias and you know obviously when people are passionate about a certain thing exactly if you come in and you say bf4 was shit and it was like it's the reason battlefield sucks now yeah people are gonna lose their fucking minds of course but like yeah that's ex exactly like you're saying though it's 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 their inability for for to to think critically about why you said what you said you know yeah. it's yeah that that happens well, and in like every aspect of life <laughs> Levolution is an easy example. Like, yeah, it's not bad that it's in the game, but if if you say that, hey, this Levolution contributed 
to like you know all oh, the stuff I talked yeah. about earlier. Like people will instantly be like, "Oh, what you don't like Levolution? Right? But you must hate Battlefield <laughs> because that is Battlefield." You know, I, it's like no, it. I want it in the yeah. game. Like, right? Bad Company Two had Amazing Destruction, BF Three, mm-hmm. which is funny actually. Uh, in BF Three, people said the destruction wasn't good enough, and there are entire Reddit threads that you can actually look up to this day of people dragging Battlefield Three for being terrible. Frostbite sucks. The old <laughs> right. Frostbite engine was better. These devs are incompetent. But right. the wall won't I even know. blow out with as many particles as before. This game sucks. I'm gonna go play Bad Company Two. <laughs> right. It's so much better. It's the real Battlefield. Oh, game, you know? God, I know. I know. The Battlefield. <laughs> honestly, the Battlefield community is the worst community in in gaming. It really is. Not with the yeah, worst, it's, but it's just like it's the most fractured. Right. It's they have probably the, worst the most memory. fractured. That they too. have the worst memory. Yes, a hundred percent. They do. Hundred percent. Rose-tinted glasses and just like yep. total denial of actual facts that are verifiable that you can look up. Right. <laughs> yeah. Hundred percent. Hundred percent, man. I know. So, uh, yeah, that's all the questions I got for you, man. So, <laughs> that's uh, awesome. Time. Yeah, you was, having me. Oh, of course, man. This was fucking great. This is. I. It's exactly what I would hoped it would be. I had a feeling you'd like. Yeah. I mean, I've. You're. I did. Sorry, I didn't think you were only thirty years old. I thought maybe you were going to be something like well, because you said you when you when you describe yourself as a nineteen forty two OG, I think oh cool man, someone who's like maybe about my age. Turns out you're fucking sixteen years younger than I yeah. am. Yeah, yeah, that's no, fine. I was, I was hiding out in my room at three o'clock <laughs> in the morning playing Battlefield just like I do today. Except you know it's, now yeah. I'm in charge of my own life i'm not a kid so <laughs> right so i'm not trying trying to like put the cover like literally so many memories like the laptop overheating because i have it under the covers trying to hide the light from the screen you know <laughs> that sort of shit that's funny <laughs> that's hilarious man yeah. but obviously like you clearly have experienced the full gambit of of battlefield and i and i appreciate oh, yeah. the hell out of that so yeah <clears throat> all right man dz kinetic everyone uh let's give you some more claps Thanks for coming on, man. This this is awesome. I can't wait to I can't wait to publish this out. Everyone uh, hanging out on Twitch, appreciate you hanging out. Uh, uh, appreciate everybody. Yeah, uh, we're gonna yeah we're gonna wrap this up. Um, remember, of course, follow DZ. Uh, uh, yeah, call out your socials, man. Sorry, I almost forgot. Like, where can they find you on Twitter, Twitch, yeah. all that stuff? So, uh, if you uh, want to look up anything, pretty much anything is going to be the same name, Kinetic Gaming. Uh, I spell kinetic with a K on the end. Um, but yeah, Twitter, Twitch, YouTube, it's all the same name. You can look me up on there and check me out. Yeah, absolutely. Check him out on YouTube. He's got a YouTube channel. Uh, yeah, twitch.tv slash uh, your kinetic, kinetic gaming on Twitch, right? Yes, sir. Yeah, kinetic gaming on Twitch. Kinetic, at kinetic gaming on, uh, on Twitter. So check him out. Uh, and of course, don't forget to follow us on Twitch, twitch.tv slash dubfire33. Uh, and of course, you know, if you uh, if you like the like the podcast and you like content like this and uh, hanging out and, you know, there's uh, bonus episodes. If you decide to join our Patreon, if you support us on the Patreon, patreon.com slash play the objective. All right, that'll do it. DZ, thanks again, man, for joining us. OSB. No have a good night. Uh, I don't know what we're gonna do. Were you gonna uh, Were you gonna game at all tonight, or were you gonna start your stream up here anytime soon? 
I'll probably be uh, gaming in a little bit. Okay, cool. Just no, gotta, I was like, just say like go maybe get some dinner and you know all that type of stuff. Okay, cool. Yeah, yeah, no problem. I think maybe we'd rage or something, but yeah, cool. All right, so all right, uh, that'll do it tonight, boys and girls. Thanks for everyone for hanging out. Everyone, thanks for listening. We'll see you next time. Stay safe out there. Peace.